Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all know how I do it every time I do a podcast. I dedicate my podcast to the late, great Combat Jack um, live. Oh, that's my guy. Yeah, that's my guy. He's the one that put me on the podcasting. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be podcasting at all. I heard a lot of people podcasting. I didn't know if I wanted to do it. Um, I didn't but know I, that. Yeah, I did his podcast, and um, his podcast came back with such strong reactions from my stories about Mike Tyson and just my stories about Tupac and, and my stories about myself being in the industry for over 30 years that he was like, Ed, I've got such a strong reaction. You need to start your own podcast. And I was like, I'm not doing it unless I'm doing it on the Loudspeakers Network, which is his network. And he gave me the opportunity to do it, to work, to put it on his, his um, network, to promote it. And here I am today, probably over 100 episodes later, Give or take few, because y'all know me. If I'm on vacation, I ain't doing no goddamn podcast, okay? Right, right. So thank you, Combat Jack. He's the overseer. Wow, He's the so one. He was my first entertainment attorney. Really? Yes. A lot of people yes. don't know that. As a matter of yes. fact, introduce yourself, since yes. you're already speaking here. <laughs> Shantae Page. I'm a veteran in the music business. That's how I got my start. Combat Jack, Reggie Osei. Yes. Was my first attorney. Um, who did my deals when I first got into the music business. Wow. From the music now, business. Now, when you first got in the music business, who who were you working for? I was working for Jive Records. Okay, and what Jeff capacity? Finster. Was, uh, I know Jeff Finster. I was Jeff's assistant. So you started my, as, as an assistant. Yeah. What was an assistant in those days? Where Was it you assisted everything he did, set up all his appointments, make sure his flights and everything? Yep, everything. Okay. I did it for eight months. Eight months only? Only. And then what did I you I couldn't get stuck in an assistant position. <laughs> I couldn't do that. Was, was that the case in those days? Like once an assistant, always an assistant? Yes. And, and if you were too good at it, they uh, wanted to keep you there. Isn't that the way of, of any damn thing that you pretty much do in life? And it's one thing that I tell people about the industry and especially about what I do. You know, I've been doing radio now for so, so very long besides all my other endeavors. But radio has been what's paid the bills for me for so many years. That if you go in, you have to absolutely state what you want to do and you have to be willing to take the risk to walk away from that job that you have. Because if you're too good as a board op, you will forever be a board op. Yeah. If you're too dependable to a radio station, if they could call you and say, come down here and do this at midnight, 3 o'clock in the morning, you jump up and do it, you will forever be stuck in that position. Yep. If on air is what you want to be, you have to stick to your guns and say, this is what I'm doing. You can do that for a little while. Mm -hmm. But you got to say, listen, I have to do this because I, I'll take it back to a story when I was at Hot 97 
in New York, when we first started at Power 105, mm-hmm. they called me. I was in California. They said, come back. We starting up another station to rival Hot 97. They knew that I already had the pedigree in New York because we were the first very successful morning show on Hot 97. We went back, and they were hiring part-timers. They had a kid named Trey Black, God rest his soul. He lived in North Carolina. He would take the train mm-hmm. up to New York every weekend just to do an air shift on Saturday. And I remember the program director. But I remember the program director talking about how, oh, you guys, everybody should be more like Trey. Trey is dedicated, da 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 da. When the open slot came, they went and found somebody else and they didn't give it to Trey. And Trey got sick later on in his life and died at a very young age without ever realizing his dream of being and having a shift, a four-hour shift on New York City radio because he was too fucking dependable. Well, well, but sometimes when things like that happen, you got to redirect it and go somewhere else and yes. show yes. people what, you, what you're worth. Everything is not going to happen yeah. to you in the city that you think is supposed to happen right. to you at. Exactly. You got to go out and show somebody your worth. So you were in the music business for how long? How did you, because I know you from Bobcat. Yeah. I know you from the music business. Yeah, now. you know me from way, way, yeah, way, I know, way, yeah. way, way, We've known way. each other well over 20, 30 <laughs> right, years. Right, right, But how did you, how did that transition happen from you working under Jeff Finster to what was your next position after the eight months? Jeff Finster, Brett Wright, uh, Kedar Massenburg. No Kedar. Universal well. Motown. Yes. Uh, Were you I, over at Motown? I was, and I was at Universal. Yeah. Okay, some yeah. of the artists that you worked with from... Erica Badu, Indy Irie, Chico DeBarge, Kem. Um, I got a funny uh, Kem yeah, story, Le- I'll tell you another time. Though. Nelly, Nelly. I, um, the Lunatics, uh, yeah. Yeah, all of those. All, all of those. All of those artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and Motown, he had... Were you Cash over, Money. Cash Money Records? Yeah. Were you over there at Motown when Big Bub was over there? I wasn't. Okay, no. that must have been either before or after. It was. It was before. So was how did me. how did you, Shantae Page, make the transition from the music business to film and television? I just decided one day to do it, and the ladies here have heard this story. Like I just said, you know, I'm not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled. I know that what A and R is going to be obsolete mm-hmm. at a certain point, and I don't want to get caught up in that. You saw. You saw the change I saw happening. It. Yeah. With with iTunes and at the time Napster and all of that that was happening, you know, I I just I felt like my position was going to not be there anymore. Okay. So I felt like I needed to transition and I felt like I needed to go into something else that was creative and fulfilling at the same time. So I decided to quit. So you just quit? Yeah, I did. And did what? Yeah, I started creating my own content. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so, and we're here to talk about something new that you've just created. Yes. Yeah, we can talk about, we're going to one day, you and I sit down and do an entire Shante Page podcast. Let's do it's, it. It's extremely interesting yeah. how you have managed to, to get to where you are now while still retaining your. Credibility. Credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Credibility. That's the word I was looking for. So tell me about this new project because, you know, you and I worked together on on certain things. Ricky Smiley, for real. I was on there for a season. We were trying to develop my own... my own reality show yes. around my family. Tell yes. me about this new show that you have. Um, and, and shout out to Ricky. Yeah, That's shout out guy. to Ricky. Big Ricky. shout out to Ricky Smiley. Yes. So my new show with these ladies is Beyond the Pole. Okay. It was actually 
uh, brought to me by Rhonda Cowan and Ed Wood. Shout out to Rhonda Cowan. Yes. Ed Wood, what's good, homie? Ed Woods. Yes. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Ed Wood. So this has been in the making for a long time. Well, about two years because okay. I shot the sizzle two years ago. Okay. And um, casted these ladies and decided, um, well, I, I met with Mark Stevens, my producing partner, mm-hmm. who who hired Ed to bring me in. Okay. And I said to him, you know, I'll do I'll do the show, but it has to have a redemption factor for me. Okay. It I, it, it it I have to bring some meaning to it. I have to give these women a voice. I have to make them. I have to humanize them mm. for me to do it. And initially, he didn't really want to go that route because you know he wanted to go the man route. And I said, you know, I'll still show some certain things, but I have to. I have to have a message in this so i strongly feel that every single episode you're getting pearls of wisdom and you don't even know it hmm. yeah okay so introduce me to these young ladies are these young ladies gonna introduce themselves so this is angel cake hello angel cake angel cake hey, how are you good welcome yes. welcome she, to she, come she, on she, the podcast. She, she's our kim k okay where <laughs> yes. angel yes. cake where are you from i'm, I'm from dc you're from Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. H.U. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're from D.C. and? That's Labrie. Labrie, how are you? And with? I, I want to commend Labrie because she just had her wisdom teeth pulled. Her mouth is swollen. But Aww. she's representing. She still came. Well, so shout out. You are good. Thank pain you for me- You're on pain me. medication right now? Yes. All right, yes. good. You right got now. She's not back. driving. I'm driving her. So tell me, Angel, what, int- what interests you in this show? What interested me? Oh, well, I got um, was casted and I got picked, but which was a great thing for me because I was kind of like, why do I have to be back in this? Come um, closer to the Why microphone. do I need to be back in this business again? Because I had quit for a good while. I was like a dope boy's uh, stay-at-home girlfriend. Uh-huh. And so I was gone for like at least maybe six, seven years, and I had to figure out, well, why did I have why, – why am I back here? And I got a phone call or a DM and it was come audition for this show. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, well, I guess if this is my opportunity, let this be the reason why I came back, was that I get to share my story with other girls. Okay. And how about you, Labrie? Well, um, I started dancing when I was 19. Well, really like 20. But as of right now, I haven't been dancing for almost two years. Okay. A little okay. over a year. So, But same thing with me. Um, Shantae actually is... I guess she's a client at my best friend's um, spa studio uh-huh. called Dream Body. So she just, they were speaking. I guess my friend mentioned me, and then I spoke with Shantae. And, and where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, but I was raised in Gary, Indiana. Oh, my man is from Gary. Mm-hmm. OT, OT, when you hear this, we be clowning the fuck out of Gary, Indiana. <laughs> but oh, we always give OT a lot of love. That's my boy. He's from Gary, Indiana, originally. How did you go from... Tell me, tell me about your journey, first of all, Angel. Tell me about your journey from to become a dancer. How did that happen for you? Everybody's journey is different. Right. Um, well, everybody has, like, their story, and some people's is, like, they, they – we all have to remember that everybody's story isn't terrible, right? Some right. people just get in this business, and they are – they might have, like, an amazing degree that you'd never think they'd even have, and they just want, don't want to be in a corporate America – However, I came right out of high school. I lived in my car, and I needed to couldn't be a waitress no more at a seafood restaurant because either either I was going to be 
living out my car or I was going to make some real money. And so that was my opportunity. How did you end up living in your car? Well, because, I, you know, teenagers think that they're grown. So, they so wanna... you're a rebellious teenager. I wasn't a rebellious teenager. I, I had to do my parents were young parents. So you know how that goes. Everybody knows how young parents. I mean, when you get parents that are in their 30s. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I couldn't imagine having a, a high schooler in my home. We okay. probably bump heads. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I, young young parents, I don't think, really work. In our generation, they really didn't work. So all all kids bugged the system because it was just too much, you know, going on for a young single mom. Mm-hmm. So I lived in so my car. So you struck out on your own at what age? Um, 18, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And how did you, did somebody interest you in dancing? Did you go to a club and see what was going on? Did you have a girlfriend well, that was club was that there was that that was my senior year of high school when Players <laughs> Club came out. So I was like, mm. I asked some of my friends, like, any of y'all want to go to Miami? And they was like, you. they probably were saying I was a big hoe. I was like, anybody want to go to Miami? And nobody wanted to go. But there was a white club, and it was in Capitol Hill. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try out this club. And so went to that club, got me a little, had a shot, you know, had me a shot of Gold Slogger. <laughs> no, which the sad part is the next day I woke up because I was drunk off Gold Slogger because that's probably my first time I ever really had some shots of something crazy. And the next day was 9-11. So oh, I woke wow. up, and there was all the smoke outside. And I'm like, God, what did I do wrong? I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> Please, I will never strip again. Did you make money your first night? All I can remember was 9-11, so I couldn't even, couldn't tell you. So you went, your first night dancing in the gentleman's club was 9-10. Yes. And 9-11 mm-hmm. was the next day. Yes. Did that mm-hmm. discourage you to go back? Well, I thought I was, I thought I did something wrong, of course, but you know that didn't make me not go back because I needed to get out that car. Right. And how how long did it take you from the time you started dancing to when you were out the car into your own apartment? Well, I think everything, you know, it's kind of like the drug game. First you want a, first you want an apartment, then you want a car, then you got your your mom or your cousins or your sister, and somebody got to take care of them and send them some money back home, and then. Now you're responsible for, like, so many different people besides yourself. Plus, you want to do more stuff now. Now you have a new lifestyle you've started to live. So you got to keep up with that. So I I don't think that people fairly, because you got to think, well, you know, if anybody ever told someone at their 9 to 5 they need to quit tomorrow, would they really quit? Well, they couldn't just do it that fast. Mm -hmm. So um, (laughs) I wanted to quit. But just didn't. You wanted to quit dancing? I wanted to quit, but I couldn't see myself quitting. You get used to the money and the fast right. life and the quick, the quick, quick, quick money. You it's tax-free money, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, at that, no. So listen, <laughs> no, at 18 no, 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 years no. old, you're not necessarily thinking, like, I have to quit. At this point, I'm thinking I have to quit for different reasons, not reasons that I thought of at, at, at 18 years old. I wasn't thinking, well, I'm young. I could do this all for some years and keep going but now I I definitely have to because I have a child but then Mm. that's not that's not everybody's story so mine wasn't a reason why I needed to quit why did you want to quit oh well I didn't want to quit I just met a guy and he was like hey you know I quit like about 10 times okay Okay. (laughs) this time I'm gonna quit because I because I have enough money I've got my own thing going on but I mean, it, well, this no. This guy told me you go to school, and I'll pay you. You know, I'll pay for you to go to school in L.A. So I went to school there, and 
that was not fun for me. I wanted to, I want to make my own money. I want to make fast money. It was like, okay, yeah, I got to do this every day, but I don't got no, you know, I don't have any money like in my account. I don't know what to do. LA's kind of boring. There's no black people out here. Depends on what part of LA you're in. Well, it's nothing's ever going to be like Atlanta. Right. Like that's, that's a culture shock. So you're like, okay. So I thought, well, maybe I'll sneak to Vegas. That'll be some fun. And then I got caught, so I had to go. He sent me back to the strip club. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! How about how about you, Labrie? What's your story? How did you how did you um, end up dancing? How did I start dancing? I was working at the mall doing makeup, and I think me and the lady who I was working for got into it. Not even I think I know. And I was always her top salesperson, so I just started feeling like if I make her all this money, then I could do this by myself. So I was just still doing makeup, but, like, at my house, people would be coming to my house to get their makeup done. and Get that face beat. Right. But when I used to be out all the time, even when I used to work at the mall, people used to always approach me and ask me what club I worked at. And I'm before you I started. Didn't, you didn't find that disrespectful? I did because before I started dancing, I was very green, like what people would call green. So I'm like, what club I work at? And everybody's like, yeah, like, what club you work at? Because so, I is started this a getting, Gary or is this in no, Chicago? this is here in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, I went to high school here in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Right, so I just kind of, you know, started listening to what guys would say, and then I got in a relationship, kind of like Angel said, with this guy who had money, and I felt like I had to get my body like all the other girls I seen he was messing with. So I started getting my body done before I even started dancing, and then when me and him broke up. I had got basically accustomed to this lifestyle that he was giving me. Oh, he was providing the... Yeah. (laughs) So I felt broke after he he broke up with me. Did he pay for your your surgeries? Mm Mm-hmm. He did? Okay. How about you, Angel? Did you did you did you work? What did y'all have done? They're honest about it. What did you have done, Angel? Um, I've got some boobs. We got some butt. Into the mic, please. Oh, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got a little bit of a, a little bit of everything. But I, you know, when I got my stuff done, I was like eighteen, and I actually worked at Sue's Rendezvous. So I don't know if you remember Sue's Rendezvous, but all mm-hmm. the Dominican Puerto oh Rican girls God. were Why like. Why are you asking me if I remember Sue's <laughs> Rendezvous? Well, I'm saying so. You when know what the girls look like. I was the one like. that was hosting all the big so greasy then, butt so contests look, and so all that shit. So then look at my butt, and then you'll you'll see why it looks like that. I look right. like a Sue's girl, right? From right. Long time ago. Uh huh. So that's where I thought I was like, oh, I want to look like this. this so these the bigger are, the better. Right. right. Well, they were be- Not only were they just bigger the better, they were like exotic and big butts were not like big butts was a shit. Yeah. Right. And Buffy was right. And Buffy was like Buffy the, the girl, body. Buffy the body. So her butt was huge, but no one ever thought, okay, well, you know, the uh, small butts was about to be back in because I was <laughs> sure stuck with the one that I had. <laughs> I want to cash this one in. Yeah. So did did, did were you Labrie? Were you with your parents when you when you started having this work done, or were you living with your guy? No, I was. Well, originally I was. Where was I? And, and please tell me what work you had done. I've had my breast done twice. Um, twice? Why? I got my first breast augmentation when I was 19. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why did you have it done twice? Because um, my first time getting my breast done, the doctor basically told me, like, go big or go home. So I had, like, these huge implants before I had got any other work, and I just felt, like, too top-heavy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had, like, these triple Ds, <coughs> wow. and then that's when I started getting my work done to my butt. 
and then I got lipo. So when I got lipo, I got my whole body contoured. Right. And I got my flanks done. Tell me your So I got my breasts flanks? reduced. What are your flanks? Your size, like Sounds to like make steak. my waist smaller. <laughs> like make yourself asymmetrical in other words. No, it make your flanks is specifically getting your waist taken in. Oh wow. That must hurt. I mean, it's lipo. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. What <laughs> advice would you give to to young women out there that want to get work done? I mean, I like I said, I started getting work done on my body before I started dancing. Uh-huh. I would say if you're getting work done just to dance, don't do it. But if you're getting it done honestly for you to have confidence within yourself, to like what you see in the mirror, get everything done. Because it's the, still the a lot of stuff I want done. I'm not finished. You're not finished? Mm-mm. All right, we'll come to that after I make this <laughs> statement. Well, here's my my thing. The work that was being done at one point was to look different, right? You want it, you want it to look different. You want to look a certain manner, like you're working in suits. You wanted to try to keep up with what was going on in suits. Now that everybody's doing it. Well, I wasn't it, trying to keep up with them. I just thought they were amazingly looking gorgeous. Women, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't want to be a part of this. I just thought, I'm 19. Wow, these girls are absolutely gorgeous. And I'm sure you've seen them. They were absolutely gorgeous. And they was making money. Right. Right. (laughs) I didn't do it because I wanted to make money. I wanted, I want, I So were you dancing at Sue's at the time? Yeah, I I came from DC. But you did understand the more. They, they looked that way the more money they were right. making. And, and I that was 18. You, so that, that can was, help you enhance your pockets. And that's why I look the way I do now because I that's what was... That was but that was abnormal at the time. This is becoming the norm now. No, So it's almost like you don't stand out anymore because every fucking body is getting the same body, right. basically. It's that. almost like a strip club uniform. That's what I call it. Like, I go to Onyx. I walk in the door. I'm like, here we go with the strip club uniform. Everybody got the breasts. Everybody well, got the ass. Everybody got tattoos Atlanta. all the way all over the place. It's almost right. like a hip-hop uniform. You know, I got to get the chains. I got to twist my hair. I got to get gold teeth. I got to get tattoos all the way up my neck. That's my hip-hop uniform. And it's almost like a uniform now. It's almost like what makes you stand out from any other bitch in here stripping because y'all got the same equipment. I'm keeping it 100% real. Well, look at her, though. They don't all look like that. No, they don't all look right, like that. Right, I'm going to say that. Yeah. It, I think more so now yeah. is how you carry yourself. Yes, it is. And it's yeah. how you yeah. make the guy feel when he's spending his money. And for me, what goes a long way is always been a thank you and a nice right. smile. Right. If you I mean, scrape my money up and bounce, bitch, don't come back over here for no more money. <laughs> but if you oh come by God. and just tap me and say thank you very much, I'm like, wow. I mean, I, was I, can, decent. I can agree with that because, like I said, I started getting work done before I was dancing. What compelled you to dance? To be honest, okay, so. I want you to be honest. The, Please be honest. I'm going to be honest. The guy who I was dealing with at the time, uh-huh. I used to see, like, when me and him used to be out, I never used to, you know, I, I will admit, I used to have very, like, low self-esteem because I was fat growing up. So it was like for this guy to be talking to me and when I'm out and I see the girls that he used to be dealing with and other girls approaching him when we out because he used to like going. He was a strip club nigga, just being real. So it was like I'm looking at these bitches like he used to talk to her. What the fuck he want to do with me? So I need to look like them then, but not even knowing. Like you said, it was my personality he liked because it made me different from the beginning. So it was like I had to learn that within myself. It is kind of a. It's something that you don't need to add to your body. It's something that's already in you, mm-hmm. how I feel. Because even with when I was in the club, I can't dance. I can't work the pole. I don't even know how to twerk for real. I just used to be talking to niggas. They used to pay me to talk to them, honestly. So a lot like, of times, that's all we wanted. Yeah. I feel like really I was a counselor, not really a stripper. It really shit. is. Sometimes you just make a, you make a guy feel a certain way, you know, because a lot of times, it, we're 
as men sometimes in relationships that are not working out to your benefit. You're in a relationship where your lady is not being consistent. It's the same old, same old thing every day. It's, it's almost like being held a prisoner sometime when you're in a relationship because you want to be respectful, but you're like, hey, I'm trying to fuck. And she's like, I ain't fucking tonight. And you're like, well, I'm really kind of getting tired of you telling me when I can fuck. Like, you're mad at me. I can't fuck. You don't feel good. I can't fuck. I'm on my period. I can't fuck. It's like, you're telling me, a sexual human being, when I can fuck. Because you're my wife or my woman or whatever, or my living girlfriend or whatever. You're controlling my sex. And a lot of men don't like that. So what they like is the fantasy of when they come. Now, when you get to a certain age and a certain maturity that... Thank God I've lived long enough to get to. You realize that y'all are entertainment. I absolutely realize it. You're entertainment. I don't mind spending money. You're entertaining me. You shaking your ass. Can you work the pole, Angel? I'm not going to ruin my legs. These legs got to okay. have held up this long because. Right. She, she, well, when you were in the when you can. you can when I you can. were in the when you were in the studio and stuff, were you were you a twerker or? or Oh, yeah. I mean, Atlanta's home of the twerk, so right. you yeah, just absolutely. shake some ass and collect your, like you said, collect your cash and keep on moving. Right. <laughs> so what we understood was, I understand, from being around as long as I have been, that's entertainment. So you're entertaining me. Well, you're providing a service. I think maybe this story that you were telling about this wife that doesn't want to, or these girlfriends that don't want to have sex all the time, then maybe y'all need some strippers because I ain't never re- refused no, uh, no sex. What, that's what we're that's what we're having. I'm talking with about as man. with my man, with my man, not not the men in the club. Because the last interview went. I'm talking about as men. As men, period. Right, but what I'm saying is maybe you guys should start dating strippers then because obviously something is going wrong. I don't wrong. know. From, from, from my experience, I, I find sooner or later women get a little complacent. Mm-hmm. They get a little happy in a the relationship. They're complacent. You come home. You're tired. We understand that. You're tired, but you stop being sexy. You used to be sexy when we were dating. Now you come home. You wrap that shit around your head. I learned to love the rag. That's why I have to say different because, like, me... And Angel, I'm pretty sure you can agree. When you date a dancer, even a girl that used to dance, you don't catch us on ugly days like ever. I done dated men <laughs> who never even knew when I was on my period, and we was in relationships for months. Like, I don't if you, you if don't I'm catch not no ugly days, right? Huh? No ugly days. I'm talking about wake up. Nigga be like, did you wake up and put on makeup? <laughs> don't worry about that. Just know you'll never catch me slipping. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that you see the worst in men as dancers? Uh, I would say yeah. I better understand men from it now. Right. What do you understand? That um, this is a place you can get your ego stroked at. And mm-hmm. that as a as a girlfriend or a woman who, because I was in a relationship for 10 years. So the, my, the, the guy who I was, I thought I was married. So I don't know what, okay. what block I had in my head. But right. I thought I was married and he would always go. And see the strippers, and I stop stripping. I'm like, well, what, well, what what's sense going does on? That well, make, right? well, what's going? Well, well, why am I not good enough? Or what, what am I doing wrong? And so I started to become that lady who thought I was better than the strippers. And I'm like, wait, I, I, I never, I don't even understand how I even thought I was better than strippers because I was a stripper. And now I'm thinking. Well, he just likes strippers. Well, no. I mean, he's lacking. He has low self-esteem. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just likes strippers. I don't know. But absolutely nothing to do with me. So if women can kind of get that out their mind, because I think that 
somehow you men give the the strippers bad raps for yes. what we do. Like we're giving some blowjobs and we're, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. getting fast cash. Like no, like like I said, I've but, learned. But, but men get complacent too. Ed. Yes, we do. They do yes. very. You yes. used to buy flowers. You used to wine and dine. And all of a sudden, you don't want to buy flowers. You just want to go home and fuck. You, come on. But I can, agree. I can agree with what Angel said okay. because a lot of guys are like that. Guys will meet you in the strip club. Y'all will start wife talking. You, and wife you, want you to and then they want you to wear cardigans buttoned up every day, <laughs> wear your real hair, no nails now. You don't want you to do shit. You can only drink on holidays. <laughs> then they cheat on you with a bitch that worked with you at the club. Right. That's the shit that blows me. I'll wow. be like, huh? So you got to remember, he has a low, he has <laughs> low, low self-esteem. Not, this one will mace up the club. With everybody in it. That Mace was it. the Mace old me. me. I've changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get me that angry anymore. So tell me, Shante, if, if yes, someone asks yes. you, what is this show about? Is it what, it? what are you hoping people get out of this show? Oh, I'm hoping we humanize these women. I, I'm hoping that, you know, people that perceive them as being just dancers. Um, hoes. Hoes sluts for lack of a better word will will look at them and say wow these are moms these 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 are real women they have real issues they they're just like me you know their profession is this and my profession is this and you know and, and, and we're, and we're two it, of the teach same everybody not to be so damn judgmental exactly you exactly know? yeah because, because this society is just path, right? so judgmental yeah, you know and, everybody has to walk a different path yeah how hard was it for you to to uh, to go back to it? How hard was it for you to decide to, okay, I'm going to explore this show, Angel, and I'm going to come back to it, something that I've walked away from and I wasn't a part of anymore? How difficult was it for you to put well, your Well, I work in the there? club now, so let's, let us let me be clear of that. So I okay. work in the club. Um, I stopped dancing for maybe six, seven years, something like that. What brought you back? Uh, my, my, my street husband, he uh, got... He got locked up, okay. and so I had to fend for myself and was making a lot of money. And then um, he broke up with me, and then I was like, okay, well. Wait a minute. How do you break up with somebody if you locked up? Well, maybe that. I don't want. Will, I don't, will we I, see this on Behind the Pole? Huh? No, no, no. He, 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 this had happened before. Okay. So, anyways, I had to come back because I was like, well, my rent's $2,000. Where am I going to get this money from? Sure as hell, I'm not going to get this at a bartending at a restaurant so decided hey i guess gotta go back and do what i gotta do okay okay that leads me to another question what do you guys think of you're out there dancing shaking it up working i'm quite sure after a couple hours your goddamn feet is hurting what do you think about these bottle girls now that are getting booked to be in these same clubs that you are and taking your damn tips they're not taking my money yeah that, it's different <laughs> see like okay that's only in New York, because I bartend in New York. Okay. So, in New York, it's ah, totally you guilty different. guilty motherfucker, you. Right, so I can, <laughs> I can speak, because in Atlanta, in Atlanta, first of all, the dancers would be jumping on the bartenders every fucking day. That's for one. Right. Because these, these dancers down here is rowdy, so that wouldn't go down, but it's different. Like, in New York, it's 
niggas come to the club and sit at the bar and order ones and throw them at the bartenders. In Atlanta, niggas come to the club for the strippers. Niggas ain't standing at no bar. They'll fuck with a waitress before they fuck with a bartender. So it's, it's different. Now, in a regular lounge, a regular club, of right. course the bottle girl's going to be making money because the girls who go in regular clubs don't be looking like nothing for real. Unless it's an elite club like, you know, Gold Room or Medusa or something like that. But mm. even now, the... A person's regular club day is at Allure, Magic City, Blue Flame. Like, oh, yeah, no one absolutely. goes to, like, regular clubs. Everybody still goes to strip clubs, even if they're not getting no dances. Are y'all looking forward to the Super Bowl? I am. I definitely am. for my Airbnbs. <laughs> yeah. oh, you got some Airbnbs going out? Mm-hmm. So you're a property owner? Well, third-party leasing. It's okay. It's illegal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are, are you dancing she during the Super Bowl? She keeps it real. Yeah, are you dancing during the Super Bowl? Yes. You are? I'm dancing. This is like my, this is my last hurrah. This is my last Super Bowl, my last, like, whatever's going to happen. So you ain't happen. doing an all-star game? I'm not going this to Charlotte, Charlotte to save right my life. There. to go. I'll take my son to go hang out. I'm okay. not going to go dance there. That, that's just not right. Not uh, not okay. Why, you don't, what's wrong with Charlotte? I went to... That E-I-A-A. like four years ago. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was it, like it's like the worst of Atlanta meets the worst of like New York, DC, and Baltimore. They and all everywhere. meet up. And... Imagine like all of okay, you know like okay, imagine Lenox Mall, right? Um, Super Bowl. Everybody named Mama at Lenox right now. Imagine that's all bitches trying to dance in one club. That's what Charlotte was like. That's how CIAA is. I think it's that. What's that club? Cameo. Yeah, Cameo, oh and gosh, Cameo is like a Walmart. That's how big that club. Yeah, that's is. a very big club. So it's like. 500 dancers, Barfy be fucking three, $400. You probably don't even get on stage. If you what do get on is stage, a bar? What? Oh, oh, oh. Now you, you're kicking out some lingo that people <laughs> that listen to me may not know what it is. What is Barfy? It's basically a fee you have to pay to work at any club when you dance. So you already down before you even. Exactly. Yeah. Tip out. Well, and Tip how out. much mm-hmm. you need to get your hair and, and your, your nails makeup, and, and your, your outfit, outfit, your shoes. Yes, everything. So you, you know, can be down a thousand dollars before you even. More than that, probably. And pay the baby. Gotta pay the DJs. If you you go out of town, you gotta gotta pay the fucking DJ? Yeah, because you gotta think at CIAA, like big events like that, it's like seven, eight girls on the stage at one time. And in order for you to be in that on that stage where the girls who gonna make money is because it's in the middle of Lil Wayne, Mick Mills, Rick Ross section, then the DJ gonna want an extra three, five hundred dollars and he'll keep you on that stage set with girls who got like uh like I remember when I did CIAA, I think that year that's when Mazzani was still dancing, uh Johnny Blaze was dancing. So I'm trying to make sure I'm on stage with these hoes because I know they gonna make a bag. Like they is who people coming here to see for real. So I'm like, okay. I think I ended up spending like probably like close to three grand. And I didn't even want to stay for the rest of the weekend to work. That's how bad it was. Most people do don't realize. Yeah. They could they could come out. And not make you can anything. come out fucking and negative. Then. Yeah, and yes. oh, yes. with a with a balance in the red. You just look cute. absolutely. You just look cute as hell. <laughs> you look cute as hell. Diamond blinged out outfit, yeah. shoes up to your thigh with the shangles, fresh long nails blinged out, new weaves long. That was before wigs was in. I ain't never really been a wig wearer, but uh-huh. thirty inch weaves like. And come out fucked up. I think I probably went home with like twelve hundred dollars. And you spent three thousand. Angel? And I didn't even well, stay. Well, I pay for nanny, so I got to pay my... <laughs> right. My, I'm going to have about $700 <laughs> nanny fee, and then I got my DJ, my bar fee, my... So... 
financially, dancing does not make sense for me because my son, I have to get pay aftercare, then I have to pay for him night care, then I have to pay for somebody to take him to school. So, I mean, where do I get a break? It's four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for someone to take him to school for another what two three hundred dollars for after school and then my nanny on top of that so right that's a lot of that's a lot of and your makeup right and then your hair yes and then and, then, and just i'm just hustling backwards this is how street this is how yeah that's street work this is what happens to young uh minorities out in in america but, but then they hear hustling backwards they hear the gigantic stories of the success and the the BMF stories they hear that was before Those my days time. Are over. Yeah. Well, when yeah. did they? I wish I was there because I was there. Yeah. So I was I was right there. I feel bad because sometimes I'm in the club and I'm I was at uh what is it Visions with B. I mean we were at BMF parties together. We would stay up all night till the next day, then do it again, then do it again. The snow it snows. You're at their house again. Uh, y'all wake up. Y'all. Now I still see them while we're out, and I feel like, damn, are they tired of me yet? But, <laughs> but as long as I look like this, they ain't going to get tired of me. Somebody, I'm going to be new to somebody, but I'm, right. uh, I'm tired of seeing them at this point. What's the most money you've ever made in one night? <sighs> Counted after expenses, because y'all just told me your Well, you get to have a birthday crazy. party. So once upon a time, you got to have a birthday party. And if you got to have a birthday party, and let's just say you did mess with a street guy. Okay, so here's the deal. And I'm going to be honest. So either you're going to date someone or you're going to fuck a lot of guys. So either or. Mm. And it, he's going to come break you off. Your your, your your man, which sounds sad, but he's going to break you off maybe 10000 And you're going to go home with $10,000 for your birthday. And you might have gotten a customer who just likes you. And they just genuinely like you. But right now we're at a time where the girls actually, you kind of got to go out with the guys. Or show them interest because I mean, if they don't, if they don't think they have a chance, then why why they want to spend money with you? So you eventually get old to them. Right. So now, I mean. So did you guys always have like particular customers that you knew that was like your customer when they when they came uh, in? Um, I mean, yeah, because I mean that was a while ago, but I don't I don't know how it works now. Like my game sucks. My my my, my strip <laughs> game. I put on my stripper outfit. I go to work. And I shake people's hands because that's where I came from. I came from Jamaica. How are you? My name is my name is Angel. Right. And we live um, in a decade where a nigga be like, you can stand yeah, right there, baby. Like, don't um, touch me. You ain't got to talk to me. Pass the Dance weed. Dance my homeboy. Yeah, like, Roll this. You want to drink? Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> really? My niggas be. Yes. They be looking at me like I'm the feds or something that I done rolled up on them talking about, <laughs> hey, how are you? What's your name? My name's Angel. Oh. Uh, wrong, wrong club lady. And how old are you? How old are you again? So, right. So it, it's changed you're over the years. Say, you're not supposed to say how you doing? Well, no, they don't want. They want you to be yeah. like, "What's up? Like, pass me a drink. What kind of weed is that? What, what you smoking?" When uh, I first started dancing, I used to be a polite stripper like that. Then working at Blue Flame, I used to be like, "You want to dance? You want to dance? You want to dance?" Because you'll be like, "Hey, how you doing, baby? What's your name?" I done had a nigga tell me, "It don't matter what my name is. You can take your clothes off. You could dance." Like, <laughs> shit. Like, damn. <laughs> well, damn. And what do you say to that? Because you got a smart mouth. So what do you say? Oh, nothing because he had two thousand ones. I took my clothes off. And you just got that money and kept pushing. Yeah, it didn't bother me because I think I started working at a hood club first. So like, okay, my last go round before dance before I stopped dancing, I was working at Magic City. But originally, my shout out to Magic City, right? Shout out the good old days of Magic City. But my first club was Blue Flame. Like that was my home club, and it's to me that's like I started off in the trenches. Yeah, you did. (laughs) So it was yeah, like, the fuck you did. If you started at the flame, you started off 
in the trenches. You missed the good days, LaBrie. You missed the good days. <laughs> I started Magic dancing City. right when it was over. You missed the good days. She's the baby of the crew. Yeah, you missed her the... and Ling Ling. But, but regardless if you missed the good days, I think just like these street guys, everybody mismanages their money. And right. when it's all said and done, I mean, I don't, I don't know a tons of success stories from strippers that are just like yeah i bought these many acres of land and i don't know it just doesn't happen that way unfortunately do a lot of them get stuck in it Uh uh-huh yeah i'm I'm, kind of stuck in it you feel like you're stuck in it i mean but you're doing something different now i mean you got a show that you're doing now yeah i mean things for you yeah i mean that that's true but like well i'm stuck in it because i own a house i have to i have to completely i've renovated it from nothing to something so Mm. it's that cost me at least what? Probably around like thirty thousand so far. Uh-huh. I got another twenty to go. So right, and I got a long a way to go, and, and I got... have a son, and yeah, and expenses, and expenses, and so yeah. But I, I but I know this is something that I've got to do. But I do want to stop, like fi- like mentally on on your brain. You know, you staying up that late. Does it, it becomes a grind after a while. Um, it just doesn't even. Like, become... Shit, I want to go there tonight. But I... That's how I started getting like. My last couple of months dancing, like, well, I've, I've stopped dancing before for, like, six months. And then I started doing, like, I say jerk shit, just flying through money, dumb shit. So I had to go back. And then when I went back this time, it went past a little past Are you dancing now? No. Okay. So that's why I said I stopped dancing August 24th of 2017. Uh-huh. So it just, to me, it was like. I don't know, like, after I went back that second time, I was so hurt and disappointed with myself because I know how much I hate that place. Like, I like the financial freedom it gives me. I like the money, but I just feel like, it felt like every time I was going in there, I was leaving a piece of me. Like, I just started getting to the point where it felt like I wasn't me no more. I got to get drunk. I got to get high. I got to pop a pill. I got to do something to stay in here with these niggas, these bitches I don't like. They don't like me because they think I'm fucking all these niggas when really I don't even be knowing these niggas' names. These niggas is fucking with me because I don't fuck with them. You know how them street niggas be in a club like that. The less you fuck with them, the more money they will spend on you until they get your attention. When the rest of the club fucking these niggas, so they want to fight me. They trying to figure out why these niggas spending money on me. It just started being too much. What is the worst? Is it the guys or the the other girls? The girls, Lord. I can deal with the niggas. I the girls. Have, I am a um, miss passive aggressive, so I act mink and quiet, and I don't know anything that's going on, and they think I'm so dumb and blonde, and I and I let them do that, cause if I don't, I mean I got to make my money. I don't, I don't have time. I didn't come to fight. I didn't come to fuck your your boyfriend. I'm just here and I'm dancing, and that's it. So I mean, you know, you do kind of have to. You could bully your way through the club, or you could be right. like me and never have any enemies if you didn't have to so mm. you get to choose who you want to but be it, get, it can get clickish right it is real clickish especially at magic that's one thing i used to hate about magic city you have to be in a click at that club to make money like working by yourself it won't work i used to be so just like aggravated with that because you might have a guy that's dancing you here and then some guys from Blue Flame might walk in over there. They might be having 10, 15,000 at the flame. A girl understand if you'd be like, I'm finna be right back. I'm finna go over here and make my money. At Magic, if it's four bitches in the pile, you the fourth girl, you say, I'm finna be right back, walk over there. At the end of the night, they're gonna be like, oh, she walked out of the pile, so she don't get no money. Like, that shit be too much. How does that money get <laughs> split up? 
Cause I've I've been to, I've been to Magic City a lot of times with I mean, a lot of different people whatever, like, and okay, have thrown away a lot of goddamn money. How do y'all? I never asked. How do y'all know who getting what? If you're on the stage when the money's on the stage, then you get the money. If if girls are dancing in the H's, that's the little okay, side get, sections. Why are you talking to me like I don't know who the fuck well, Magic I'm, City? I people, tell you I've been going everybody there since on the radio might not know. I tell you I've been going there since '89. Yeah, right. but, yeah but we have to break this down <laughs> for yeah, people that have yeah. never been. That you, never you been to Magic City. Before right. it was the Magic City. It was when they had that little glass, glass room. <laughs> I came here to dance. Like, I'm, not, I'm not old enough yet. Let me go to Strokers. <laughs> so Which used to be the shit. Too. The money on the stage. If you're on the stage, you get that money. But if girls are on the side and the H is dancing, you don't get that money. They get that money. The money on the outside of the stage, you get if no one's dancing right there. But once again, if a girl, if I'm dancing for a guy right here at the couch and I see money in the H, guess what I'm going to do? Move this one nigga with his 500 ones right here in this H and get all the overflow dollars off the stage. So how do they figure out when you in that H? Because it is set up like an H, ladies and well, gentlemen. Listen to the podcast. Now, so it'd be like you're in the yeah, yeah, I know that. But I mean, but how do y'all? But, but you know what? Now they don't let you move because on our premiere night, we went there and a guy that um, that I was with in the entourage, he was he wanted a particular girl to dance for him. And she said she couldn't move. From that one yeah, section, you she was in. Leave your money. That means yeah. You, you, that's like you you started something. You can't right. leave. Like then you got to say I, I like a like a card game. Like I'm I'm quitting. Not I'm, I'm pulling out. That's why I like the flame. They yeah. let you walk all over the I'm damn fo- club. Okay, but here was my 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 question: <laughs> Five girls in the H. Yes. Money mm-hmm. is flowing. Do you distribute that money evenly amongst the five of you? Yes, yeah. it's evenly you're supposed to. And then you have to decide what you want to tip everyone. Like if you want to tip your DJ, right. $300, or you want to tip him $10, that's up to you. And then you get peer pressure. Like what's peer pressure? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, Explain. they'll have like, okay, me personally, I'm sorry, but I always feel like don't know DJ help me get no money, don't know house mom, don't know no fucking body. I'm giving everybody what exactly it is I'm supposed to give you, which is $10. Then you have other girls who feel like, oh, the DJ look out for me, so I'm going to throw him 150 200 like she said. Look out for you how, though? I mean, some some people the DJ do be fucking with, he'll leave them on the stage longer for more songs. Or let's say Future walk through the door, he'll call them their stage set up next so they can make the money. But I just feel like I don't believe in luck. I pray to God. So if it's meant for me to be on that stage, my name would be next on that list. He won't be able to avoid so it. So he will skip girls that are on the list. Yeah, but that's just you got to pay attention to who you signed in behind. That plays a part, too. Because I used this to. This is becoming very complicated. It is. And sometimes you can't get drunk because you got to pay attention to all this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that you also do have to know the... the. So, everybody has their way that they work, right? So, if you work in the tipping industry, I, I feel like I would... If it's not for the DJ, I couldn't dance. Like, how I'm going to make my money? He got to talk shit to these niggas. So, these niggas going to give me money. So, I feel like, damn, he's part of the reason why I even made this money. Because if they're not a DJ, then there's no me. Because I've been in there where the DJs suck. And the guys don't want to spend any money. So it's like his, his, uh, it's like a, a DJ at a club. It, he's going to make the, he's going to make he's the making, party. Right, making you, the crowd. If he's not making the party, then you go into another spot. So he got to help me, you know. 
get y'all to spend the money. But it's a strip club, though. Like, I don't know. Like I said, from my personal experience, I've never, like, at Blue Flame, yeah, I fuck with Swamp. I used to throw Swamp 150, 100 year. Shout but out at Swamp. Magic, yeah, so, shout out to Swamp. At Magic, I fuck with DJ Out of Space, but the rest of them DJs, they not, oh shit, look at LaBrie, her ass, throw this, throw that. They just playing shit that I don't even know. Underground artists and stuff. So why the fuck Because you know why, them? right? Because they get they money not, from them underground right, from the artists. Under, but to ain't nobody putting right. no money on my because stage. Because Future broke in Magic City. Right, That's but, how everybody knew but about this future. is the thing. What we're talking about is the DJ. So he paying the DJ to get his song played, which means he don't have no Hundreds money to throw on me. Hundreds of records broke in the strip club. Yeah, a lot so, of records. That's yeah. how we break them. Yeah. Definitely. Why would I tip the DJ if the artist is tipping him? But then you got the rest of the niggas in the club who like, who the fuck is this? I ain't throwing my money to this. <laughs> Y'all messing up my I money. Didn't know, I didn't know they was throwing money records. I I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that there was Some certain... songs make a nigga want to spend some money. Some songs make a nigga put his money back in his pocket and fold it all up and put it back in his pocket. Where the waitress said, I'm finna order me some food and get up out of here. Can be- <laughs> Some of them world famous motherfucking food chicken wings they got at Blue Flame and Magic Lemon City. Lemon Lemon pepper. Pepper. Kitchen. They should be <laughs> popping. Why do the strip clubs got the best food? Because you be drunk. Nah, I go there when I ain't That's drunk. I stop say. by that motherfucker to get me something to eat. They might have Grubhub connected to Magic City's wings. Because them wings is fucking yeah. popping. I know Kale's Kitchen is on there. I just I just stop by like in the, in the middle of the afternoon. I don't like the flame in the afternoon though. I bet you win. It's for truck drivers, ain't no, you? Like right. Did you, Shit, did don't, you, uh, don't be juking the way I wanted to juke it. I'm dead. In the afternoon. I don't like it. Don't Damn like, day shift. Step y'all day ass shift, clapping step up. Step y'all game up. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't like... The flame is a little too... Like, for me, like I go to Magic City. Too. I feel I'm, safe in Magic maybe, City. Maybe you're bougie like me. I can't work at like I can't work in the ratchetness. It doesn't work I don't work feel for safe me. at the me flame. Either. I'm sorry. I got to pay one of them security niggas to walk me to the car. <laughs> ah, nah. Nah, I don't feel safe. <laughs> magic City, I've been going there for years. Right. No Magic and Charles... I remember they put me and Tupac the fuck out. I mean, physically threw us out of Magic City. Damn, Tupac was in Magic City? Yeah, well, we didn't even touch the stairs. Oh. You know them stairs leading up to Magic City? Uh They put us out so bad, my body touched the ground and not the (laughs) stairs. Damn, Pac. They tossed us the fuck out of Magic City. Because we was in there wilding. We was pouring champagne on bitches and throwing yeah. money and steaks. You know, slapping ass. And they kept telling that us to chill the fuck out. That must have not been out yet because they do that now. Now, now, right. Well, they told us to chill. That wasn't. That, that was back in Magic City. Exactly. You cannot touch the girl. A nigga would throw a whole. <laughs> I don't had it. It's disrespectful, yeah, but you don't complain. Like, yes. I don't had a nigga get some ones out of Magic. You know, when they get thousands, the thousands out of it, yeah. be in the tape. The brick. He couldn't break it down hard enough, and I fucked with the nigga. So I'm like, real, real. He thought the whole shit. I just was like, oh, thank you. God damn. <laughs> like, I don't want to complain, Free. but thank you. Free. Shit. Yeah, but them days you couldn't touch the strippers, and they had it. Niggas Aww. throw shit at you. Throw shit at you. I mean, like, Champagne and sh- you said y'all got put out for putting champagne, We're pouring champagne on them and slapping ass, and they that told us like, like four times. That sounds like Magic City, City. and right? they gave yeah. us the bums rush, and they fucking threw us that's out of there. We ain't touch, we ain't touch the floor, we didn't touch the ground at well, all. Well, that's when the strippers were taboo, so you had yeah, yeah, it was a little bit. That was a different day, Ed. Different day, different day, different day, different day. Well, now the shit is alright, huh? Right, you do whatever you go in there now and do it. No one will complain if you're throwing enough money. Right, if you're throwing enough money. So the dudes that just come in for a little while for the entertainment got maybe five, six hundred dollars. They ain't getting that much attention. No, it it just really depends. Like my best customers have come in the club, and they might hand me like 
$2,500 in my hand. Because they don't like all that attention with all that money on the floor. They feel like other niggas going to be watching them. They feel like other bitches going to be approaching them every time they come in there. And they just don't be liking all that attention. So they just give you straight $2,500. Like they paying the light bill or some shit. And then leave or, or stick around? No, nah, they'll stick around for like an hour or two. We dance. Well, I don't. I told you I don't dance. Like, I'm two-step queen. I just. <laughs> in your face the whole time. Especially after I got my titties done. It's just titties and teeth the whole time. I'm sitting there talking titties to you. That's it. I'm not dancing. That's too much. That's how my feet don't be hurting because I don't be doing all that. <laughs> There's a lot of shit that obviously goes down in the strip club that I am not privy to. But what I've noticed now in the strip clubs as of late, I guess within the last 10 years, there's just as many women in the strip club as there are men. Probably more. How do y'all deal with that? <laughs> because you both said you were involved unless you're bisexual, which is in my business. But how do you deal with the women that come on to you? Oh, they're not coming. They're coming there to get them money. some money, yeah. too. They can no, I'm talking about, you know. The, there's no the, lesbians the, that are coming to, like throw all their money away are you kidding me? well that do be some. disagree with that yeah. i totally disagree that. The, the 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 numbers of lesbians that are coming to strip club to throw their money away are like one per week maybe okay they're not coming on because i disagree not, again but they're coming in there to try to bag y'all up though well okay i would say this when i see women in the strip club just in general they pocket watching the niggas that spend the most money on the dancers right, so they can talk lesbian. to the nigga. Right. So that's different if you mean like just women in the club. But the lesbian women in the club, they're either they either spend all their money or Or they got a bitch in there that work already. Or, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Or they trying to bag some new shit. Basically. But I don't know. I've I don't really dance like I don't want nobody to be offended by this, but I really don't like dancing for women. Why not? Um, That's well, a personal choice. Anybody listening yeah, to this, like, you're okay, like, too when, fucking bad. When I was dancing and, like, you know, like, I guess lesbian women or, you know, dykes or whatever would want to dance with me, they'd be more aggressive than niggas. Like, really? They'd be wanting to squeeze your implant out your chest, <laughs> <laughs> slap your ass, open your ass up, blow it up. <laughs> niggas ain't even doing all of this. <laughs> Can I lick you? Like, no, I'm being sweating. They want to blow in your ass? I done had some weird shit. It's, mm-hmm. Weirdest thing ever happened to you in a strip club? Weirdest thing ever happened to me in a strip club? From a customer. From a customer. And then, Angel, that's your same question, um, so get ready to answer it. Get what I just said, but it wasn't a, a hit. It, okay, I was working at Follies, and when I was working at Follies. Love Follies. Shout out to Follies. I hate Follies. Oh, my God. Wretchedness. That is a prostitution exactly. ring. Love Follies. <laughs> you might come out of there with a disease or something. Right. Just rash. for sitting down? Or just for yeah. sitting down. Well, I ain't fucking in Follies. I just like the spot. I know. You just might get a rash from But the first time there. I went to Follies, though, it did scare the shit out of me. I'm sure. I, you know me. I'm the daytime stalker of the strip club. Are you? Daytime. Exactly. It's fucking night. So and I went and, and it was lit too. And, and at yeah. daytime, always midday shift is the midday best. shift was popping. <laughs> I walked in there, it was so fucking dark. I turned around, walked back out, scared the fucking death. Like it's too fucking dark in there. I don't like this shit. <laughs> it's dark. a house party in Follies. Anything goes down. No, I don't know. I was just in there. Just, I heard on. about it. I was like, I'm going to Follies. I walked in there. It was a lot of cars in the parking lot. It was dark as fuck. I stood there. I couldn't fucking see my hand in front of my face. I didn't get my eyes time to just spun right back around. That's and a place with that. If you're a dancer, would make you say, you know what? I don't want to ever dance again. Like if I got to do this, then I'll yeah, follow me out the game. I can do follow. Angel, what's the what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you while you was dancing? Uh, I don't really. I have no male or female. 
I have no really crazy stories. I, it's, it's all pretty crazy. I don't think I've had a normal day or a normal piece of. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the regular, but my <laughs> life has always been pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I nobody I don't tried have, to blow in your ass. And... Well, okay. Well, well, at Follies, that's what happened. I was dancing for this Hispanic man or whatever, and at first he just was laying on my butt, and I just was like. I guess like wiggling my butt back and forth. Then this man licked my ass crack. When I tell you I kicked him in his face, like they put me out the club though. That's the shit I didn't understand. <laughs> they put me out. But he licked my ass crack. Like you can get like an STD or something from that. Right. That, that's okay. That's, so, uh, that's out that's of control. That's why I was going to quit. I was going to quit, but I realized it was this that bad. So I'm dancing. So I licked your ass. And you know, it was way worse. It's a guy. He works at a really nice store in, in Phipps. So this is like a. He sells all these girls, these, you know, yeah. nice, expensive shoes. I never would think this guy would do that. And I'm doing a, you know, I don't, I don't lap dance. I just stand there and dance in front of you. Next thing I know, I turn around and it's standing up. His dick was out. And I'm like, if I would have sat on, like, if I would have actually sat down, I would have sat down on it. And so I was like, I, I can't no more. I got. I ain't I never pulled my dick out in the strip club before. I have seen I at Follies, my first night ever working at Follies, um, I saw a girl. I thought she was dancing on the man, but I'm like, damn, this bitch can't dance. Cause just like she was going like this the whole time, and they were just like on the regular couch on the side of the um, like you know the the stage right there that they yeah. park place is what it's called. So she just going like Y'all this. Y'all got a name for this shit. I never know what it's called. Park so place. I'm sitting up here looking like, damn, this bitch can't dance. When she got up and walked away, she had like a little baby wipe in her little money bag, and she just like wiped herself and flung it. Oh. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. No, that's not what grossed me out. I'm looking. The nigga sitting there, right? He get up. He got a big ass wet spot on his little short. He on like some little basketball shorts. They was burgundy. I never forget the spot was dark as shit. This nigga gets up and just like kind of slips his dick back in his pants and the condom fall out when he get by the door. Me, the security, everybody in Follies like, look at it. Oh my God, it still got nothing. He's like, what the fuck? This man uh, just walked out the door. I was like, I'm not working here no more. This is unsanitary. I can't do this. Oh Jesus. Follies Thank God for nasty. another club. Thank God for Allure, okay? Because uh, <laughs> the Atlanta was... Looking real uh, bad. Where is Allure? It's, it's the old. Um, what's that club used to be called? It's the old gold. Well, it's Gold Club. It was Gold Club. What's it was that? called Gold Club, and then it was Twenty Four K. Gold Club. Every, I mean, ain't that still on Metropolitan? No, it, it was called Gold Club. Oh, that's Gold Rush. Yeah, it's Gold Rush. Yes. Yeah. Um, so before, it's right by the old for your time. It's there. By it the bar, old varsity. Man, Angel know about that shit. You don't know about that old gold club shit back in the days. We was I'm like gold club. Yeah, y'all yes. got to go there. See, I I never got to see. The it was GC. called something else though. That's why I was twenty four k. No, it was T's. Oh yeah, T's. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. You're right. So you were telling me, Shantae, Now that yeah. we've got the, I've gotten them loosened up. I got them talking. Yes. I got them vibrant. <laughs> they tell me shit. I'm worried because I, I I don't want to at all uh, make these ladies think that we were just all this money and fun and stuff is just like the, sh- the thing you should do because I'm not saying that this is something that you shouldn't because everybody ha- is going to make their choice but it's not I don't want to glorify this right. lifestyle at all I yeah, I don't want to glorify. I don't give advice on dancing. When girls ask me, I don't even like. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even open my DM. Like I'll look at them, but I don't allow them. When it comes down to advice about dancing, because I would never want to tell anyone to do be a dancer. Why no not? one told me to. I mean, it's just I would say I had more good days than bad financially, mm-hmm. but just 
the hardships and a lot of the shit that I learned and experienced and witnessed and went through in the club, I wouldn't put that on nobody. Because like I said, I like I went to Christian academies my whole life up mm-hmm. until eighth grade. Praise Jesus. <laughs> right. I didn't know what BT was. Like, I was really green. Like, people would really think I was like, how you said people think you slow. Like, people used to really look at me like, okay, like, this girl, are you playing? Are you for real? You really don't know? And I'd just be like, what's that? Like, it took a lot. Like, that's why I love Blue Flame, though, because it opened my eyes to a lot. I really do feel like it made me the woman I am today because I learned a lot in the strip club. Okay, it made you a lot more worldly about what was going on out there. Very much so. Made you you grow up fast. It gave me, I think I've always had common sense. It gave me like street smarts. Okay. All right, Shantae, like you you were telling me earlier from on the producer side of this that you hope that every time somebody watches an episode that they walk away with something. Yes. That they walk away with something from from watching these ladies' lives because it is kind of glorified. And we do have a lot of things that are on television as far as reality shows that are having a bad effect on women. You know, I talked to a few professors over at um, Clark Atlanta and a few professors at Spelman, and they were telling me that because of reality shows, all of these young ladies now think conflict resolution is fighting. Right. Well, see, here's the difference with this show. Um, There is a fight in the show. But it's none of our ladies. It was somebody else who was in the club fighting. Okay. Throughout this whole you show. shoot in the club? We shoot in the club. Throughout the whole show, none of our ladies get in a fight. Now, they do get in arguments. Oh, well, people They have argue. issues. Put a bunch of women together. Shit. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like we um, we showed the bad. You know, we show... We sh- one of the one of the uh, cast members was crying because she didn't have the money to pay her rent and she didn't have the money to even uh, renew her permit. That's a real story. Right. So it's like if you're making all this money, why can't you pay, you know, to renew your permit? Mm-hmm. So girls need to know if they're getting in this business and if that's what they decide to do, that there's another side to it. And I think we do a really good job at showing that other side as well. We do not glamorize it. We show the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. And not only that, but the great part about this show is all of the girls actually can do something else. Like they're very well, um, like they're very well mannered. They can talk. They all have, everyone has a different personality. LaVree has a Total different personalities than me. Um, Lily is like a, a Black Panther of, of the crew. Oh. Then we got Supermodel. Then we, and everyone can really, if they really wanted to, they pushed hard enough. They could really have a great career. Even myself, I could really have have excelled in whatever I wanted to. It's just some people get complacent, and then that's the reality of any job that you're in. Yeah. So um, that's the great and, part. And about. we bring, uh, not to cut you off, Coach Stormy in who was a former dancer, self-made millionaire, mm-hmm. and she's kind of trying to help and coach the girls, uh, the ladies, along the way. Right, trying to show them the exit right. strategy, right. so to speak. Right, because it, it's important to have that. It's like if you're going to you're gonna live in this life, know that it, it has an expiration date. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what, 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 I've, what I've learned after this show was over was – Dancers do not take women don't not like taking direction from other women. I think we think like you're trying to talk down to me. So I think in our mindsets, we had like, who is she like? What, what who, who are you? And because we because strippers really in your mind, you got to build up this big confidence because you've got to walk around with this big 
confidence for these men. So we're all and we're all celebrities in our own mind. And then here she comes. We're like, mm, girl, we done seen all kinds of millionaires. We done we done hung around all kind of people. Who are you? And so you know, I, I mean, I don't think none of us were like, oh my gosh, where you know she was she was. We know that she's successful, but to us, we're just successful as she is. We so in, so in our mind we think, but when you when you think about it, like if you think about a boot camp. Mm-hmm. That guy is not supposed to be nice to the girl, like the the boot camp, whoever the instructor. He's not supposed to be nice to those guys or girls, whoever. He's gonna be really mean to them, and I don't think that. I think we were like, "You ain't helping me get out my face." Oh, coach, yeah, Co- coach Stormy came in like a pit bull. Okay. Um, like a drill sergeant. Yeah, huh? yeah. Not fucking around. <laughs> From the first meeting, because she has people. I mean, real in reality, like what I didn't see is she has people who are lined up to want to come and listen to her, and we're like, mm, I mean, I guess so, whatever. Like you really can't, you really ain't helping. Did all that the ladies much. stay together, or did y'all do Shante individual parts of their lives? Individual. Okay, yeah, from they where li- they, they live yeah. and where mm-hmm. they what they're seeing and right. what they're dealing with, family right. members, family. Everything we filmed, Angel's son. Mm-hmm. We filmed Labrie's Le- Le- boyfriend at the time. Oh, he's out of yeah. here. Um, it's so funny because <laughs> I was. I never know. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I don't know. We're we're. I don't know what we're doing right now. But when I was in, <laughs> when I was in LA, Le-Bree, that's how why old, I ended up Le-Bree, staying because he came out there. Labrie, how old are you? 25. I and I don't like him year. even more now. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, this was before him, but when he saw I was in LA, 25, he came out you don't there. Know, don't do it. Don't you marry no goddamn well, tw- well, so, get, so we had a real situation. Not at 25. We had, a real, we had a real situation where he put a hickey on her neck and Coach Stormy went in about that because she was like a real man will put a ring if he wants to, if he wants somebody to know, you know, you're his woman, not a hickey. Oh. Okay. I mean, I agree with that. I get that. a hickey in the ring. How about that? Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I'm a very affectionate person. Neck. So, like. And she's 25, about to be 26. And then me and him are the Put same a hickey, age. Just well, he's place a you year, can't see it. He's a year older than me. So, it's just like, I understand what she was saying. But then again, it's just like, I don't know. Like, if I'm affectionate, he's affectionate. It's not like I'm the only person walking around with hickeys. Like, me and him childish, we do shit like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to have your homeboys calling you lame. He like, all right, I know you filming tomorrow. I'm going to put a big-ass hickey on your neck. Like, okay. But at the same time, it's just like, if that's and how. And you know how real I am. When I shoot, yeah. I kept that all. Right. All of, all of it. I wasn't upset all about of it. it. You weren't upset about it at all? No, yeah. because well, this is my Stormy thing. Stormy is old enough that Stormy, I'm not saying she's an old lady, but she's 25, so she's like an auntie or a mom. Like, we, like we're like we going to look at, she's going to look at Labrie, like, what are you, why are you letting somebody do this to you, baby girl? I'm your, right. I'm your, yeah. Like, yes. And then I even tell Stormy now, she used to be picking on me saying, oh, you talking to this hood nigga, he a producer, he this, he that. Oh, yeah. Stormy <laughs> nigga made the beat for me when I was rapping. Cassius is a hood nigga that smokes weed. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what the fuck but is you the know, difference. But you know, you know hood niggas 
sometimes, you know, as we grow older, we change. That man ain't old. That man ain't. Uh, he younger than her. I mean, but sometimes he will. He <laughs> no. will eventually no. mature. You don't think so? I, you don't I think don't, a hood nigga can eventually mature personally. and change? This is my thing. On the they outside just looking to some in, slower bitches. Do you really think so? They just move. You are sitting just... across from one Look of the biggest you. hood niggas that oh ever God. come out of Queens, New York City. Do you have the same wife that you had since you got in, have, in the business? I have more worth now. I have no, self worth. Do you have the Monetarily same wife, work? wife, wife? Oh no, I've been married twice. This is my second wife. So did the, this the one first one wasn't the first one wasn't either. I was very mature when I married my first wife, but I. I got the epiphany and understood the hood life was going to die. Or either I was going to die or I was going to jail for the rest of my life. And I wasn't trying to do either one. So I walked away. Thank God I had some talent. And I walked away from all of that hood shit because I seen too many of my friends get killed. And I seen too many of my friends get locked up. And I seen too many of my friends walk out of a club with one of my friends and they murdered them right there in front of my face. I seen one of my friends get locked in the trunk of his car and left in the airport. I've seen too much of that shit to say that this bullshit is worth it. Because if you think about it, what's the biggest run any drug dealer that you know of have ever had? What's the what's the longest period of time they've been sitting on the top compared to what they're going to do in prison? Four or five years, six years. I don't even know anybody that had a 10-year run on top. And they get 30 years and 40 years and 15 years. And then you're going to sit there and talk about what you used to do. And then you're going to come home now with this epiphany that you need to school the young niggas. And the young niggas are like, nigga, please, you've been locked up, which means you weren't as smart as me. You got caught. Right. right. And it's the same path. So hood niggas can come up from out of that. They just have to want to. Right. I'm not. My This is what the point I was making. I'm not saying that he's immature he's a hood nigga none of that all i'm saying is i know people who be around him because i used to deal with a guy who used to be around him that was a rapper and i know that the image this rap shit done took over huh? Everybody basically how she was telling me i was fucking with a little a little street nigga a little boy and she is but you way older than me and you fucking with a street nigga but he no, might not be a little but boy but he's but a producer too though
That's why, yeah. yeah she will, she will like sideswipe you though. You'll be like, did she just throw some shade my way? She good with the with the verbal shade. She is so good with Are that. Are you good with verbal shade? <laughs> I don't know. I don't notice that I do. It's kind of like on accident, and I don't realize. So you got a little it. sarcastic. That's what it is. It's sarcasm. <laughs> she will a little bit. If you, you follow our stories, she will throw yeah. some shade, and you'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> What? A lot of people throw shade my way all the time, so I just be like, oh, are y'all they serious? They do, though. I like, agree. Yeah. Like, somebody said on the show, and I, I feel like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe when I watched it that they actually said this. So she's like, oh, I could tell she had a little, now Why that makes sense, hurt. she had a little, I hope, she said that, that I could tell she had some blo- oh, Caucasian in, in her. That was offensive. That, yeah. I hope you want, I hope you never want any white followers or people to um, sign up with you because you just said something that was very racist if you if you didn't think it was. But, you know, Most I guess Most people that say racist learn. shit don't even know that they say Right, racist. well, you got to be mindful if you want to do business with I guarantee you everybody say something racist every fucking day of their life. Like that, you're supposed to right. know about the shit that you're being right. racist. Well, well, you know, you know the most shade happens in the interviews. In reality, oh, on the one on one. Oh, the yeah. That's, that's where the most shade happens. That's when it goes down. Yeah, yeah. when y'all do them one on ones, when you sit there on that green screen. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I think, me personally, I was really trying to be nice. I didn't really say much I about anyone. I can't wait to see. No, she's my favorite person on this it's show. On, it's out. Like, UMC.TV. Oh, I can watch it right now? Yes, yeah. you can watch it right now from any device. What the fuck have I been missing out? I, I don't know. UMC.TV. Top, yeah. It's it's seven-day free trial, and okay. it's four ninety nine a month. You can cancel at any time. Now, what is UMC? Four episodes are out now. Bob Johnson's, uh, ch- his new channel. His new platform. His kinda new platform. Like Flicks, mm-hmm. Netflix a little it's bit. kind of like Netflix, but it's all urban content. And uncensored. I love it. All urban. I love that. Yeah. UMC.com. UMC.TV. Right, TV. Okay, yep. I got to check it out because yep. y'all, y'all just made me so, want to watch it. Yeah, so four, four episodes are up. The fourth one just came up today. Okay. Yep. Uh, and when can we, how many episodes did you shoot? Six. Six. And, and will they be back for another season? Oh, yeah, we're coming back. Definitely. We're coming back. Did you enjoy doing this? Did you enjoy it, ladies? I did. You did? Angel, you don't seem like you I enjoyed sure. it afterwards. I learned some tons of lessons amongst this uh Right. This. Like for next season? Oh my God. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna turn up. They get it now. Yeah. They get it. Hey, y'all in good hands with Shantae because Shantae is good people and she's been doing Well, this I'm gonna be coach Stormy next. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be coaching them. Well, actually, actually teach us something. We please. need some we need some coaches that's gonna be like, look, girl, if you can go to work every day, you're gonna give me you're gonna put up a hundred this is what I used to do when I was younger. Every day that I went to work, I had to put a hundred dollars in the bank. I don't care what I did, but every day I put a hundred dollars away so at least by the end of the month i had two thousand dollars so who's gonna coach these girls how to save their money you what to do with it where to invest their money at that's what we need to learn how to do not how to get out the club but actually what to do with our money because okay well i will invent some kind of a stripper you you just figured out what your calling is tutorial yeah you just figured out what god meant Mm -hmm. for you to do and why god walked you through everything that you went through absolutely and why the knowledge that you have now and that you could teach the young girls that's coming up behind you, look, sister, I'm trying to show you how to be good if you decide to walk away from this. Right. That's actually Don't blow what I mean all your money now. on bullshit. Don't blow all your mm-hmm. money on this because that's part of what happened with hip hop. Or don't yeah, we not became Google. so financially huge? Oh, nobody have in you our heard family Fat had Joe? ever. Was that Fat Joe's? Um, when he did this um, interview, and he said that they were spending like thirty thousand on dinners on and- um, planes. 
Yeah. He didn't on even, plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On plane. That's why yeah. I get on regular. Yeah. On, on jets, on private jets. No, he, I think he was yeah, saying they were, that was $30,000 for uh, the dinner for mm-hmm. all of them and their friends. And then he went to the bank teller and he had no more money in his bank account, yeah. which is ridiculous. Like in one month, he spent like 400000 or something. I think I heard that. But uh, I wanted to say, Bob allowed me to put this show through my production company. Good. So he really empowered me as a black woman. So Aww. shout out to Bob shout Johnson. Shout out to Bob Johnson. Shout out. Former man yeah. of BET. Because that, that's not easy, and you know. No, that's not easy at all. You go to another network, and they'll try to put you with another company, and you know you have yeah. to run your idea through this other company. He didn't do that. He said, if you, this, if you showed me proof of concept. I love it. Let's go. And you already wow. you have the credentials. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. UMC dot TV. Yes. We Every Thursday, new Every episode. Thursday. Four episodes are up now. Go and, get it. Go and watch we'll it. We'll be watching it. Thank y'all yeah. for coming on and spending some time with me. Thank this you evening. for having Thank me. Well, I Thank appreciate you. you. Looking Thank forward you. to seeing it. I'm looking oh, yes. forward to seeing it. Oh, this? and ladies, hold on, hold on. Shop Labrie Cosmetics. L-A-R-I oh shit. All right. Cosmetics. Really? Yes. Your own cosmetic company. Oh what it's kissable. It's kissable lip gloss. So you put it on, kiss your man, it's not on his lips. Or on your, on your cup or anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Oh, shit, Bri, I ain't, ain't nobody mad at you. Yeah. Once again, ladies, thank y'all for being on the show today. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Right, and thanks, thank everybody you, thank out you. there for listening. As always, y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and definitely about you next Monday. Be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful then you know what you're supposed to be doing. Get ready for fucking 21 years of torture, okay? (laughs) Till the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover, my girl Krista, and of course, Kimana Paulus, we are praying for you. We miss you. We love you. We We got your back. I know you're hurting right now with the loss of your mom and you're suffering, but if you put it all on Jesus, he will deliver you as he always does. We'll talk to y'all next week. Come on, son. Come on, son, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.